morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for joining the podcast that explores the world within and out. And thank you for subscribing or favoring Traveling Inside Out. And like always, if you could rate it on iTunes, would mean the world to me. Thank you. As I was just saying, I really do love to explore the world within and out. And today's episode is going to be more about the journey within. Um, before getting into the subject, I just need to remind you three little things. The first one is that the new post, uh, I published a new post on alinaswonders.travel.blog. Um, it's my digital garden, if you may. I hope you like it. A lot of people thank me for sharing a little bit of my collection, let's say, with flowers all around the world. And, of course, the second newsletter is out. In case that you miss it, I'm going to put the link in uh, the description, in the note of the podcast of this episode. Um, you can still subscribe. I'm sending newsletters once a month in which I'm going to basically sum up my month and announce you with uh, new things. And since I'm still going to be in Iceland for a while, I will. Uh, I, may, I am planning to do a little bit of trips um, around, so stay tuned for you to, to know more. And the last thing is, I mentioned last time that I'm planning to do some lists. Those are coming this month as well. Just uh, check up Alina's check out Alina's wonders dot travel dot blog. Thank you. Burnout. How do you get it? How do you get rid of it? What is it actually? <laughs> well, uh, from the start, I just want to say that I am not a professional. So if you do need help, please contact a professional, being a therapist or you know, whoever is actually entitled to help you. But I can, that doesn't uh, mean that I can't speak from my own uh, perspective, which I've been doing, you know, <laughs> in this podcast. And um, before talking about my experience, I want to mention um, the fact that according to, I think according, like officially, burnout is not uh, classified as a medical condition. And it is um, specifically something related to occupational, in, like in an occupational context. And um, the professionals are saying that should not be used to apply to describe experiences in other areas of life. Uh, that being said, I think the, like, okay, I'm going to try to read, let me see, to read the definition from the World Health Organization uh, website, which is burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And then it says that it's characterized by three things, uh, feelings of energy uh, depletion or exhaustion, Increased mental distance from one's jobs or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's jobs and reduced professional efficiency. Uh, efficacy. Efficiency. I think that was a misspell. I hope. I don't know that word. Anyway. Um, 
for whoever is interested, I was actually kind of talking about this in my first episode. Um, it's been a while. It's been a one and like one year and a half. It was 2018 in September, so it's like yeah, <laughs> it's been a while from my first um, episode on the podcast. But what I was mentioning there, so it's. Um, no, it's. I, I think it was actually the, the third episode when I was mentioning that I quit my job. And then, then what? So I have to say, and that episode, yeah, I recorded it like mid-September. And I have to say back then, I didn't actually, I just knew that I'm tired and I just cannot cope with anything anymore. Um, I didn't think that that was me uh, experiencing a burnout. So... If you are interested, I would really highly recommend for you to go back and listen to that podcast, to that episode. So once again, episode number three, because um, it speaks a little bit about how I felt in that moment. And now being so much later and being, you know, focusing on a lot of other things and being able to detach from that moment so I can see a bit of bigger picture, I can really say again without with no professional help and anything like that, I can say that for sure that was uh, me experiencing burnout uh, because of work. I don't, like, burnout can only be regarding work. Um, so I'm going to kind of divide this thing in like three or four parts. Um, so let's just get into it. I kept reading online about the signs that you might have it. And I was looking at some of... Um, yeah, some of the signs that uh, people or like it's it's believed that this uh, can lead like, you know, these signs can actually be helpful to recognize that you're experiencing this type of burnout. And I'm going to go through some of them and then I'm going to tell you how I felt about everything. So it's chronic fatigue. Now, I have to, like, actually, let me give you a bit of background story. So for me, I was working a night shift in a hotel um, in south of Iceland, and there were a lot of ex external conditions. The first one was the fact that I was coming after an eight-month trip, and instead of, I still believe this, that I should have taken, after my trip, I should have taken, like, one month or something like that to go back to my homeland to Romania and you know to be t to have time to basically unwind and then to come back to Iceland and start working I didn't do that um, so it was um, one of the summers 2018 uh, starting with June I was working in a new hotel that was not even finished building so everything was new um, working on a night shift um, working in a hotel, working in a different environment with people, with new people, uh, with um, in an area that I only visited before. It was a really small, I'm going to say village, even though it's considered town here. Um, the weather was horrible. It rained, with no exaggeration, every single day for three months nonstop. Um, so all of those added to my chronic fatigue. Uh, and also because I was sleeping, I was working night shift, and I 
couldn't quite made it possible for me to sleep well during the day. Um, so another sign would be insomnia or like sleep uh, sleeping habits that are different than usual, but that was the thing. I was supposed to have different sleep habits that I couldn't quite uh, manage to adjust to it. Loss of appetite. I have to say that I didn't have loss of appetite, but I was eating a lot of um, unhealthy food. And I would eat a lot of um, just before going to sleep. So basically the breakfast at the hotel was my dinner. So I was eating a lot just before going to sleep. And I think everybody knows that that's not a good thing. You're not supposed to because your body kind of needs to digest it uh, before you fully go to sleep. Um, the next three, anxiety, depression, and anger. Well, I think that's kind of my personality. <laughs> I don't even know if that's actually part of a problem or it's just who I am. <laughs> I have tendencies of depression. I do have anxiety and I do have um, some problem with anger management. So I don't know if that's related to the burnout. But as I was saying, that's just my personality. <laughs> I really don't know. The isolation... It was also because of my job, the majority of my colleagues, of course, I was working just by myself. So I was the only one in the whole hotel. I was starting basically my job at 7, 7 p.m. And the majority of my colleagues would leave around uh, 9, 10, 11. Um, so of course <laughs> that I would be alone. I was you know, working on a 12-hour shi shift, so I would be alone for the majority of my time. And I think the first colleague, I would work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So the first colleague was coming around 6-ish a.m. So uh, I would be alone. And then, of course, I would be asleep when the majority of my colleagues would be either at work or if they would have like an evening shift, then they would be awake. So when I would be awake, nobody would be awake. <laughs> so yeah, that isolation kind of came with the job. And also because I didn't get along that well with my colleagues. I'm not going to lie. I just, I think it was also the age difference um, because I was older and I just, some things were not... Uh, the same for me, and also because I couldn't relate that much with people being for the first time in Iceland, because I was like, I, I remember me being so exciting, uh, so excited about everything, but for me it was like, okay, I've seen this waterfall for like 10 times already, I can't get that much excited about it, as people that they were like, oh my god, everything was oh my god with them, um, so yeah, uh, loss of enjoyment is kind of the same, as I was saying, then they are mentioning being impatient. And I was like, yeah, I was kind of impatient. But also, I'm not sure if that's not part of my personality. <laughs> and lack of productivity and energy. Yeah, I was uh, drinking a lot of black tea. I was uh, eating a lot of chocolate because I don't drink coffee. So that was my way of dealing with being awake during the nighttime drinking a lot of uh, black tea and um, eating chocolate. Now, uh, the second thing that I want to talk about is the possible... Okay, no, before going to the possible causes, um, 
So these are the things that I read online, the majority of them. But I can tell you, and it's something that I talked about in episode three as well, science, you might have it. Um, for me, in general, and I think this is what the majority of people, they just want to be happy, right? So uh, my, let's say, uh, the thing that keeps me going is that at the end of whatever decision I make, I want to be happy. And... In my mind, in order to be happy, you have kind of like areas in which at least some of these things should work f uh, like on a plus level, not with minus. So for me, it was like, okay, when it comes to work, there is the schedule, um, money, uh, the actual work that you're doing, how you get along with the colleagues and how you get along with the management. And for me, all those five things that I've just mentioned, they were all under my expectations. And because there were like none, not even one thing was positive, my decision or like my thought process was like, well, if there's none of these five things, okay. I don't think, I think that means that I need to leave this place because I don't think I can fix any of this. I don't know how to fix them other than just taking myself from from this situation. Um, other things, uh, as I was saying, so I was saying these things and then other things that could have helped would be, uh, you know, enjoying the free time and like having a partner or like, you know, love life, uh, kind of functioning in any way possible that was like also below zero um, and yeah like having some hobbies that I could actually enjoy and that I could actually uh, you know deconnect a little bit from the problems and issues from uh, work or something like that and I didn't have any of those and even though I had some hobbies they were not good enough or I didn't have the will to do them so, of course, uh, that's why I decided to just take myself from that and just m go back to Romania. Again, I wasn't supposed to be uh, so long in Romania, but anyway, I didn't know if I'm going to come back to Iceland or not. Okay, so now let's go back to possible causes. Again, this is a list that I found on the internet, um, and then I'm going to tell you my view on it. So they are saying like possible causes uh, at work would be lack of control. And I do remember being so frustrated that I wanted to, like I, I was seeing that some things are not being taken care of, but they were over my uh, responsibilities. So I couldn't do anything about it other than mention them and then hope that they are going to be fixed. And they weren't. So that was also the lack of control was really frustrating for me. Um, unclear job expectations, well, yes and no. I didn't quite have a problem with this as the situation was mostly because we were just re recently opening the hotel. So when we actually started, the second floor wasn't even uh, finished. So um, I think for me was more the frustration of we were still kind of figuring out how the system works because you know it's one thing when you have a job uh, replacing someone and it's another thing when you have a job starting for the first time this thing so for me the frustration was that we would work 
on a schedule of 12 hours uh, per shift, but five days I would work and five days I wouldn't work. When I would come back after those five days, a lot of things have, have changed and I wouldn't be very well informed as in how do we do the new things and why and so on. So things keep changing and changing and changing for me became really frustrating, which of course it's, it's something normal, especially in a, this kind of a project. It's something normal, but I guess I, I was just, I couldn't see the end of it. Like, can we finally find a way to do something and then to just keep with it? Because for me, it seemed like it's never going to end. We are always going to change from one week to another, or like from two weeks to another two weeks. Uh, lack of social support, uh, work-life imbalance. Well, um, yeah, lack of social support. I was living in a very small village, so that was not necessarily... And it's funny because, to be fair, when I moved back to Romania, I was still isol uh, isolated because I didn't have friends in the city where I was living. So the majority of my friends or like acquaintances would be in other cities, and I, st I, was, I would still not see them more than once a month, let's say. So that was still something that, okay, so I left from there, but then I didn't go where it was like everybody, like all my friends and like, you know, gatherings and so on. That was not the case. Um, the work-life imbalance, it wouldn't be that I would work too much because it was not a case. Again, I was working in shifts. It was just that I couldn't find the wheel and I didn't know what else to do with my life because there was nothing on going on in the little uh, village where I was um, living. Um, dysfunctional workplace dynamics, well, um, and unfair treatment. I do have to say that a few times I was uh, told that... Um, the other person working on um, on uh, night shifts uh, as I was was not doing not even like half of the things that I was doing, so that made me feel a bit unappreciated um, and kind of unfair uh, to me. Like, why do I have to do so much and the other person is not doing so much and we are being paid the same salary, as far as I knew, or maybe um, not. So all these little things that they were piling up in time, they really made me reconsider uh, my working there. Um, yeah, okay. And so possible causes, again, I'm going to say it probably every five minutes. <laughs> I am not a professional. I'm just talking from my perspective. I might be wrong, but this is my perspective on how things went for me one year and a half ago. Um, possible causes. So basically, I think just because you are unhappy at work should not qua immediately qualify as a burnout. The fact that you cannot do your daily job without uh, struggling, the fact that you are um, not enjoying at all and you're dreading to go and start your uh, shift, um, the fact that you feel like uh, you are not being listened to, the fact that you have questions with no answers or uh, some other, as I was saying, dysfunctional uh, dynamics, then I think those can be something that 
should be looked into. And saying that, I'm going to get to the last part, or like the third part, because then I'm going to have a fourth part as well. How to handle it? Again, I was looking online. Um, uh, I need to mention this again. What I'm saying now, it's about me being able to see the bigger picture now. But back then, I wasn't. I was too much inside of it. So I wasn't thinking maybe clearly. Maybe I should have taken another approach and so on. But I was so tired and so exhausted and so fed up with everything that I knew that I just need to take myself from there and leave. Um, so uh, how to handle it? So the first two things that I saw, I was like, yeah, I didn't do any of these two. Um, evaluate your options and seek support. Now, when it comes to evaluate your options, technically I did do that, but the only option that I was seeing was to, for me to quit and leave uh, the country completely, <laughs> which that's technically not evaluating your options, right? Because it's options. <laughs> It's plural. You're supposed to give yourself some other options. My, for, my, for me, it was like I, either I'm going to keep working here or I'm going to quit. Oh, and coming back like possible causes and dysfunctional workplace dynamics and unfair treatment, I also didn't feel, I, just, I also didn't like the idea that my job is pointless. I had this moment in which I was like, I wish I could do more. I wish I could, my job to actually really help people. Because I felt for a while that at the end of, like, the only reason why I'm working in that job was for someone to get rich, whoever was owning the hotel. That was my, so that was how my perspective was. So I was like, no, I just want a job in which I'm helping someone. And then people were telling me, well, you are a, a front desk, like a receptionist. You are helping people to get around. You are helping them, you know, tourists. And I'm like, yeah, but they would. people can travel without staying in a hotel for sure. So you don't technically need me. That's what I was thinking, again. <laughs> that was my perspective back then. Okay, so back to how to handle it. Evaluate your options. Um, I, th I think... It, it would be important to to think what could it change for the better. So if you detect your problems and your issues and then you take them one by one and see what would it need to change in order for that thing to get better, um, probably that could have been a, a solution. Now, if you are not able to do that by yourself, then uh, seek support, I think, um, could mean like to talk with uh, human resources or to talk with your supervisors or manager or so on. But as I was saying, as I was not getting along <laughs> well with the, my supervisors, then <laughs> that didn't quite, you know, work for me. Um, and it's also important to realize that, like some people will say, yeah, but you can just take, can you just take a holiday for like one week and then you come back? And I'm like, yes, that is true. However, this kind of exhaustion or like this kind of burnout is not going to be fixed with uh, one week away because when you're coming back to work, nothing changed. So it's not only about you having a timeout, it's about actually solving some of those problems. Um, so, yeah, in order for, for things to, to change, I should have made some changes. But again, I didn't 
think that there's no that there are any changes that I can do in order for things to improve um, in a short time so that I I can feel better. And of course, they were mentioning about sleep, like try to have a sleep, but then again. How am I going to have a, a well a sleeping pattern if I was switching to a night shift and I wasn't able to sleep? Because this is kind of like redundant, if you ask me. Um, like if one of the signs is that I cannot sleep and you're telling me, yeah, but you should sleep, then what am I going to do? Like, you know, try to drink some chamomile mil uh, tea or like, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um Another thing was like to to try to do physical exercising or to find relaxing at activities, which yeah, my relaxing activities were to color. There's like a kind of like mandala kind, or I don't know how to pronounce that. I had like a coloring book for adults in which I was doing that, and it was really relaxing, but it wasn't helping me that much to cope with shit with ish. <coughs> Didn't say that. I don't know what you mean. And when it comes to the physical exercise, that's the thing. As much as I would love the outdoors and I love hiking and I love the fact that it was raining most of the time and the fact that I was feeling low, I, I, uh, I, I even remember like in three months, I think I went only one time to the swimming pool or maybe twice. But I th yeah, so I, I think I went hiking twice and to the swimming pool once. It was also co coincidence was me um, uh, the beginning, like in the first week of uh, being back, my I twisted my ankle or whatever I've done to my ankle. So I couldn't have done too much exercises to begin with anyway, because <laughs> I was supposed to take it easy. <laughs> so that added to the whole situation. Um, so yeah, physical exercise, but then how? If I can, like, I don't feel, the, I don't have the will to do it, and then I physically I was supposed to take it more easy. Like, how do I even do that? I did a bit of, trip. like, I remember I, I, I did a bit of traveling, but it wasn't that good. Um, I mean, it was, but it wasn't something like, I can, like, yeah. I actually went to New York uh just for four days and it was amazing but the second when i went back i was like oh i don't want to be here <laughs> i just wanted to go back to new york <laughs> um so yeah this uh, and um the way that i handle it once again i just took myself from the equation it's probably kind of like the last resort that people should get to. Even though we reading online, it was saying that sometimes the only way to um, to get rid of this uh, feeling of burnout is to maybe change your job or maybe change careers, which is, if you ask me, like to change careers or something stressful to begin with. But I was also in that situation when for uh, three to four years, I knew that I wanted to work in uh, uh, tourism industry and after those three months I was like I hate everything I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore I don't I don't know what I want to do and I was so sure but now I feel like I, I'm not made for this um, and so on so there was a lot of um, 
there was a lot to take in consideration. So for me, again, the solution was to take myself out of the of the equi e uh, equation. And the fourth part of today's episode, I've asked uh, some of you to tell me if you have any questions regarding burnout. And I got a few questions. Thank you. Um, so the first question was like, what did you learn from it? What I've learned, the first thing that I've actually learned is, as, exactly as I said already, is that I wasn't aware about it. Like, I knew that something is wrong, but I wasn't aware about what is going on and why do I feel like this until later when I, again, when I was able to see the bigger picture. Um, another thing that I've learned from it is that I should not uh, wait for everything to go from bad to worse. I should try to fix uh, some of the things immediately as I see them. So as soon as I'm seeing something that is not okay, I should try to find a solution. I should talk about it uh, with whoever can help me in this uh, in 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 the situation. And uh, yeah, I've also learned how to uh, basically not go. Like not not being scared to completely, you know, I I was calling it kind of like I failed. So not to be scared about, you know, if you have to go ten steps back in order for you to be able to start like keep moving forward afterwards, then you should not be afraid to do those ten steps back. So um, yeah, that's what I think I've I've learned from it. Um, what advice would you give um, others going through it? Once again, I think it's really important to talk with someone about it, but also try to talk with someone who can actually help you because I've talked with some friends about it, but they were like, yeah, I, I, you know, they were not able to help me. So that's, that, at least in my case, it didn't help. Um, I mean, it helped talking about it, but it didn't help us in solving the problem. So it's important to talk about uh, how you feel, but it's also important to talk uh, with someone who can actually help you in uh, that era, uh, in that area. And another advice for me would be to actually do try to take that. Um, time off for a little bit because maybe it's not a burnout maybe you really just need a, a break and maybe you will feel better so because I'm really obsessed with list I think for me it helped that I made that list and say like because I was mentioning those five things that are important in a workplace um, so I would suggest for everyone else uh, if they are dealing with something like this to to look uh, on five most important things for them in their work and then to see if any of those are meeting their expectations and if they are not, then why not? And try to go from there. If there's anything that they can change about it and once again, or if there's anyone they can talk with um, regarding those, let's say, five most important things in their uh, job. And uh, last but not least, do you ever think you will experience it again? 
Well, should I be uh, uh, optimist and say hopefully not? Or should I be realistic, Alina, which I tend to be, at least uh, lately, and say for sure? The good thing is that since I've done, like I've, I've been through this, it's I think would be easier for me to recognize it from the beginning, to recognize that I'm, um, let's say, heading towards uh, having the same uh, burnout. Um, so even though I might be getting close to it, I don't think I would uh, allow it to go all the way that I would feel if, like literally like a failure and I can't and I need to just hide under a rock for a few months. Um, but again, if if I would um, experience it again, I, th I think it's... Um, like, I, I can prevent it, right? So, for example, I know I have some workaholic tendency, uh, which means that I need to, um, like, I need to prioritize my tasks better, and I need to probably ask more questions um, because uh, during my job, especially in the beginning, when um, I'm, I'm learning about the new position that I would uh, work in. And I think it, it, it could also be something uh, to reflect as in um, something that I could do, let's say, once a month or something like that, in which after a month I would be like, okay, let me see. What did I learn at work? What, like, what are the pros and cons regarding my job this month? Uh, this I love doing this sort of stuff anyway, so I think I could apply this thing within my job as well. And these things don't necessarily need to be uh, made public or discussed with someone else. I could just have basically like a little journal regarding how I feel and how, like, you know, kind of like a self-assessment uh, of um, my tasks and so on. Uh, but I would also th I would also th uh, think that it's important to ask for feedback from your supervisors, like not necessarily like oh can you praise me praise me a little bit because I feel down no but like really be like hey so I was wondering because I'm not sure how I'm doing would you be so kind to give me an honest feedback regarding my uh, you know like how I've done in the last three months or like in the last six months. Some of some jobs, they actually have this kind of meeting 101 once a year or once in six months or something like that with their supervisor. Some don't. So if you don't have that, I could uh, suggest you to, yeah, to write to your supervisor and ask like, hey, so I've been doing this. I was thinking maybe you can give me a feedback. And this can be also because a lot of people have been working from home and you might be losing your touch, let's say, with your supervisors and so on. So this could be something that you would show that you are interested and you are, uh, you know, really invested in your job. So it can be also like a trick to, to make sure that they see that you are putting the effort, it's just that you are not sure exactly where you're standing, so would help a sort of a feedback. Um, yeah, if you have any other questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. I've, uh, I love to talk about these kind of subjects because 
uh, outside of traveling and exploring the world, I think it's really important to know ourselves, like to know um, who we are before or like during or like after. <laughs> I'm joking. It's really important to know who you are as a person and every single challenge that you encounter can be, let's say, a piece of a puzzle that you can put together to understand better who you are. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing to alinaswonders at gmail.com. Until next time, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself.